Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, mixers and friends, to Mixing with Moni. I am your host, Moni, and I loved this week in Housewives. I had the best time. Maybe it's the quarantine, the bar is in hell, there is no standards for what I will watch on television anymore. I will watch it all, so send me any recommendations and I'll probably consider it. And because the bar is in hell, I have no problem literally saying everything I watched was fantastic. It could be absolute shit and I would eat it. Like I would watch this past season nine of how of Beverly Hills at this point and probably find something to love about it because what else is there to do? Bravo is giving me literally no other options. I just feel very lucky and blessed that right now, at least the options are actually good. You know, give save a few uh, suggestions I have for Bravo that they should be opening the vault and giving us way more. And I get into that in my conversation with my guest today, with whom I will explain in a second. I want to address some things that you guys are constantly asking me about, but I am just so tired. I have no, I have no energy for it. Like, as I do this, I'm also making a PowerPoint for my master's program and teaching. Like I can't get hours in the classroom right now. So I literally have to teach and find new things and make stuff up and do a lot of research and stuff. And I'm doing all three while entertaining all the bullshit that's happening in the Bravo sphere on Instagram and Twitter and all the things, few things. Yes. I am very painfully aware of what has gone on with Sheena, the editor, editor gate, all these things. Couple things off my chest. I'm reserving a lot of my judgment about this because uh, the podcaster of whom, you know, page six wrote about, Evelyn Marley from The Twisted Plot, whom you guys may have heard, uh, Chelsea from Ono Bravo, the Instagram page, mentioning last week to go listen to her interview with Brie Dellinger, who is an editor on Vanderpump Rules. And I guess y'all did because it made its way to page six. And they pretty much exposed, you know, any agendas that this one particular editor, I must inform you, out of 10 and not a producer, uh, this one particular editor might have against Sheena or whatever, you know, a lot of it apparently was taken out of context. Uh, sadly, Evelyn has become so overwhelmed by all of this attention and energy uh, and anxiety that the episode has been taken down. I strongly encourage people to not go after the podcasters and the creators and stuff when the things that the people say on their podcasts and on their platforms are said and y'all don't like them. 
don't got shit to do with Evelyn. And it's sad that she can't even enjoy this moment of being written up in page freaking six as a very new podcast, which is something that we dream about this kind of press as podcasters. She can't even enjoy that because she wants to make sure that she didn't cost this girl her job, which by the way, Bree said, I mean, it's up to her what she says. I mean, no one is telling her what to say and what not to say. If there's a real agenda, that's their problem. They should work that out in the editor's room. If she's not supposed to talk about it, maybe she should have thought about that before she said yes to going on the podcast. But I mean, plenty of housewives and stuff do. They say things and get in trouble all the time, but it's not the podcaster's fault. So justice for Evelyn, if you ask me. Of course, justice for Sheena. But when did y'all really think that Randy Bump Rules was real? All the editors have an agenda with everyone. Need I say, quote unquote, producer Jerry, which I'll bring to my attention all the time, who allegedly, you know, only likes Stassi, basically. So produces some of the best content or whatever for her. Like, I... The nuances of how Vanderpump Rules gets done these days is so beyond me and it's so obviously fake that I don't even understand why this is news and why this is groundbreaking anyway. We have been exposing scenes being cut and recut over and over again for the since the this season especially started. So I don't even know why this is even a big deal for Brie and why, you know, this is already exposed. Like, girl, Vanderpump Rules is about fake as hell. So I'm fully expecting a The Hills plot twist and at the end of Vanderpump Rules when it inevitably ends, which I think is coming very soon. I expect to be shown that we're on a soundstage and, you know, to see Brody Jenner uh, alike. So what is that? What would, who would that be? A Tom, a Tom Sandoval, basically? I want to see a Tom Sandoval kind of twirl around and walk off the set. And then we know that it was all fake and we're all just like... <gasps> But we knew better, okay? So let's just not be naive people. They're not breaking that fourth wall for a reason because then we would have nothing. So it is what it is. I mean, they have to edit Sheena this way because what else will they do? The other cast members are so goddamn boring and overinflated egos. So what else are they going to do? How else do we get a show? So justice for Evelyn, you know, I guess, hope you're well, Brie. I don't know. This is, to me, you spoke so don't talk if you're afraid of being in trouble for talking I don't know um moving on from that yes I know about Catherine I don't have time to remind people that racists are on Bravo they're fully employed girls okay like it's a thing they're polite racists all throughout Bravo you you can define what you want racism to be on your own time. Take that up with God, your therapist, and your ethics committee, okay? But what I'm really sick of is people are people telling me, a Black woman, not to pull a race card or to not be sensitive to the things that define my experience as a Black woman. First of all, newsflash, I'm really well-versed in pointing out and finding racists. I really, I really know how to do it, okay? Like, I know really well little signs like the red flags I see them clearly y'all see them with fog in front of you sometimes maybe I don't know but I can see them clearly because I am approached by these red flags a lot it it happens believe it or not still in 2020 so you can think what you want about Catherine using a monkey emoji to talk to a black woman in her DMs I promise you where there's smoke there's fire so though you may find it to be quote-unquote 
inappropriate, I promise you that inappropriate is almost always rooted in some kind of racism, hate, discrimination. I mean, need I say, I mean, I remind all of you, for my birthday, I did rewatch all of season one of Southern Charm, save a lot of them were exposed of having to be edited, <clears throat> cough, cough, allegedly Jenna, um, had to be edited because of how many things that they say that could have got them in trouble. And I've had plenty of my non-people of color counterparts tell me that Jenna allegedly likes words that start with N that are not nice to a lot of people. And that is, the word is not nice. It's not nice. I'll say that. So, I mean, that is, that's what unfortunately it is. Is it something that I like? No, but I have to reserve so many of my feelings because I get thousands of people wanting to debate my experience and my offense. Meanwhile, I promise you, just because you don't find it offensive when it is not directed towards you, doesn't mean it's not offensive. Pause for thought. So don't have time for Catherine. Southern Charm is so deeply immersed in shit. Like we just found out Cameron Wimberly is not coming back to the show. Allegedly, uh, what's her name? Naomi and Chelsea both got fired or demoted or they left or whatever. So they're not coming back allegedly. So all we had were the boys. So misogyny, Peter Pan syndrome, and Craig. Um, we had Catherine, who had on the first season, her and Thomas, okay, had plantations that they say dated back in their family for generations. So you guys can tell me what that means. You know, rewrite that history for me, please. I beg of you. And then we have Madison, whom I enjoy, but do you want to sit through Madison and Austin for an entire season? No, we don't. And they they don't have a season. They're shut down. Southern Charm, I mean, South Carolina is not really set, shut down, but they had to be shut down because of Corona and Bravo and all these things. So it might be a good time to can it. Focus on another city. Newsflash, the South is large. We can literally find the South in a lot of places. We can take our Southern Charm to Texas. There are more places in Texas than just Dallas. We can take it to Louisiana. Oh, wait, we're already in Louisiana. Maybe we should give another cast a try. I don't know. Maybe one that we have a lot lower of a chance of seeing some racist bullshit happening on the internet with a primarily black cast, a more diverse cast. I don't know. Just a thought. We could think about it. Um, if you haven't seen New York, New Orleans, it's great. Season two, fantastic. Better than the last three seasons of Southern Charm, Charleston. So there's that. And yes, I've seen that Orange County is like taking pictures of themselves, not filming, but filming in masks, but then so, so they're socially distancing, but like a foot apart and not six feet apart in a backyard where they could actually afford to do six feet. I don't know. Take OC and literally can that shit. I've heard rumors that it's allegedly it's last season anyway. I think that we are beyond stretching our imagination if we think we can hang all of this during a quarantine time and a pandemic on Kelly Dodd. Good luck, bravo. So beyond that, I'm focusing on the housewives and the people that have given me joy. I am Marie Kondoing the shit out of this podcast. That's why it's not very long this week. And what gave me joy this week, that if I touched it, it made me happy, was Beverly Hills. 
Housewives of New York and Housewives of Atlanta. So that's all I'm fucking talking about. And I'm happy to do it because that is how we're going to keep saying Housewives will bring us through. And I have a PSA for people who think that Housewives have gotten too mean, especially people who are being very mean on my post about how people think Housewives are being mean on Atlanta. And they're going up in these looks. It's kind of really ironic because y'all are the main ones who are like, the Atlanta ladies are so mean. But girl, we're not watching PBS, so it's fine. Like, calm down. It's Housewives. We know what we signed up for. If you don't like it, I highly suggest you go watch The Good Place on CBS. Fantastic show. Catch up. Good Girls, also a great show. Catch up. Uh, Game of Thrones, always a great time to rewatch. I, I would think so. You know, you could do some Top Chef, some Master Chef Junior. Kids always put everyone in a good mood. Those are a lot of great alternatives for people who think that Housewives are too mean. Because then Bravo ain't for you, girl. I promise. We're only getting meaner. It's quarantine. Without further ado, my guest, right, Hollywood Lynn from the It's Bravo Batch podcast is here. He is hilarious. I love his energy. He is so insightful on these housewives. His podcast, he does after shows for After Buzz TV. I have worked with him on uh, Wives Saving, or why, at the time it was Wives Saving Lives, but Wives Helping Lives with Bra Unwin from OC and Barbara Kay who got all their friends together and really wanted to organize like a little live event that took place on his podcast live, Social Distance, to help bring awareness and save money and things like, and make um, raise money and things like that for a lot of relief efforts. And they've been continuing to do it even after the live event is over. But it was a great experience to really kind of get things going in the high gear during this time where we really need to be helping people who, even if we don't know them, you know, no matter what they need, we have to try to find a way to help each other because that seems like the only option for help and relief these days. So he was great to work with. I've been on the show again with uh, Raven from Mainly Bravo and the um, Bitch Is Better podcast. You are going to love this, you know, bear with us. We are in our homes. Things are going on, obviously, and stuff in the background, but I, this is so much fun of a conversation. I was really on one today. So was he. We match each other's energy great. He brings so much good knowledge and great comparison to the table. Some good talk, you know? So without further ado, Hollywood Leon is here, and we're just going to talk our housewives, the things that are giving us joy, because that is what Marie Kondo from Netflix said to do. And if you think housewives are too mean, I don't even know why you got this far into the podcast, but also go watch Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. That's something great to do. She's not mean at all. She's lovely and doesn't even speak English. So you really, there's like a really big lay time in between you thinking that she's insulting you and being happy. She's a lovely woman. So go watch that. And if you're happy with what the housewives are doing, then you'll be very happy with this conversation. So enjoy. Buckle in, girls. We are on our way with Hollywood Land. All right, guys. As promised, we're coming to the mixing with Monty Mike. We have a fellow Taurus and birthday boy while I'm recording this. Leon, he's content creator, actor, host, 
of the It's Bravo Betch podcast, which I've had the pleasure of being on before and even doing a live stream with for Housewives with a Cause, basically, uh, during this quarantine time. And today is no different. We have so much to talk about. Welcome, Leanne, and happy birthday. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, it's Taurus season. So we got to yes, make I'm, it all about us. Exactly. <laughs> I I just was saying, I've recorded with so many Tauruses this past like week or two. It's kind of amazing. It's so cosmic. Like how many of them are bringing it together. I mean, it's, my favorite Taurus is Sheena. Uh, so shout out to her this season as well. She is getting a really tough time per the internet today um, and per this entire season of Vanderpump Rules. However, we love a Taurus and I'm very, very happy to have another one on the show. Who this weekend, Bravo. Yes. Oh my God. I'm still recovering from everything. <laughs> I know. I mean, we're just, we're fresh off of the first ever Real Housewives reunion. Um, that's what I'm calling it with the Housewives of Atlanta, which we will get to. I might um, have but to also, steal that. That's so good. <laughs> no, please, please. I'm pointing it because it seems like no one knows what to call it. Like a re Zoom reunion is too much. And then a, like a Zoom union is like, no, that's not it. Reunion. It's fanatically accurate. So we're just going to go with it. that. Yeah. So we're also going to do some Roni and some Beverly Hills because the girls have been delivering on all fronts. Yes, I agree with this already. Okay, great. So let us start with Roni because that is for the front. We're just going to go in order since everything was so good. We don't have to go best to worst, which is fantastic. I love when Bravo is like that. Yeah, and Roni is my absolute favorite. You know this. We've talked about this on my show. Yes. Um, the girls are really bringing it tonight, uh, this yes. season. I feel like it's a different kind of fun now, too. It's like, it's just more light. It's very comedy. And that's what I'm here for. At the end of the day, it's an entertainment show. Right. I completely agree. I think that we're getting so much from New York. And it's not always plot-driven. And I think people are like, they don't really appreciate what they always have with New York. They'll say things like, oh, it's not... Um, what's the word like it's not there's no plot or there's it's not dramatic or there's nothing happening and I'm like that's kind of the beauty of New York though you you can watch it at any time and something's going on they, they know how so to much in one episode that we don't even get through an entire season of other of other franchises yeah. I feel like Roni out of all of them they know how to have fun I feel like all the other franchises, they try to have fun, but it always seems kind of forced. You know what yes. I mean? And I feel yes. like with Roni, they really let go. Don't get me wrong. All that alcohol really, really helps. <laughs> oh, it helps. But I mean, when else are we going to get them going down a slide unless it's induced by copious amounts of liquor on OC or something like that? They would have to be tequila down to be going down a slide at their age in these heels. Okay? Like OC, they know how to f have fun, but they're all so fake. None of their friendships are real. Like, I know them. Like, I live not that far away from Orange County. I'm friends with Emily and like just a really slight handful of the relationships are actually authentic. 
You know what right. I mean? And I feel like every time they have fun, Vicky ends up going to the hospital. So it's like, is it really exactly. fun if we have to go to it's the hospital? It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun when you remind us. Like, I mean, the geriatricness that is on every other network that is not on Roni is so comical to me. Because these <laughs> ladies, the young chick, the spring chicken on Roni is like 43. That is the yeah. spring chicken. But yet every one of those women are so much more loose than even like Tinsley and Leah. They are going nuts all the time. And I love that energy. They give me this hope that in my oldest of age, I will still be a lit individual. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, Roni is like, they, Ramona is like in her best prime, living her life. Prime. I mean, I hope to looking look like that good. In the 60s. Hello, looking good. Like basically now, richer than when we met her, is gives zero of the fucks. Like I feel so happy for her, and <laughs> I don't even she's know a this monster, woman, but, but she's my our god, monster. she's awful. Yes, I thought I was just saying. I find it really hard to hate her on my end. So. It's like she does a lot of hateable things, but I just don't find myself hating her, you know? Well, I enjoy her on TV. I enjoy her on TV. And I think that there's a good part to Ramona. Like, I don't see her, you know, turning someone away or, like, you know, denying someone, like, a hot plate of food. Like, I think she's a good person and all that. But I feel like she is an a-hole. Like, did you ever hear about that? fan that gave her the gift at BravoCon and she took it without looking at the fan and just kept walking. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, I mean I need I I, I didn't, but that made that totally tracks. I mean, with, at BravoCon, I know they did that thing where they tried to settle a lot of housewife feuds. And I just love the fact that Ramona was like in three of them. <laughs> She had the most amount going on. And I was she just like, oh, this woman. And none of it, what she needed to apologize for, I just find that great. But then, yes, you're right. Like you mentioned, there's these moments of her being so sweet and maternal. Like she had that moment with Leah in the car. And it was like, it felt much more lighthearted and more a side of Ramona that we don't always get to see. And that's her really mothering this girl who is struggling with a relationship with her own mother. And Ramona's giving us this comfort, this cons- this consoling. She's giving us the warmth that we don't really get to see from this woman. I agree. And I actually believed her because I feel like she's done that before and I didn't believe her. Right. Like, there's times where she's acted like she's cared about someone and it's all crocodile tears. But I really believed and I heard and I agreed with everything. It's like, you can't be t- texting your parents like life-altering decisions or really uh, conflicted kind of right. problems. You have to be on the phone with them. You have to see them in person. Right. You know, yeah. so I agree with and that. And I hate the excuse that it's that, you know, that it's because she's a millennial because your mom isn't. So she's expecting a certain level of communication and respect and she's stuff not that a you should she's know. She's 43. Hello? <laughs> Thank you. I just, I, nice that try. also, I was like, girl, okay. If the, that's like the 18 year olds being like, I'm a millennial. That's the largest age gap I've ever seen. I just turned 36 and I think I'm at the cusp. Like, I think it starts at 1983 or 1984. Like, I don't know what they call her, but she's not a millennial. Right. She's more like those in in between people. She might be, yeah, because I know I'm not Gen Z, but I'm like at the 
very tippy tippy bottom of millennial. Like I more so on the cusp myself. Like I can go in and out. I just choose not to claim these new kids. You know, they, they're this TikTok <laughs> generation stresses me out. I don't know what the hell is going on in the TikTok. I'm like, I am not old. I never even got a chance to be young, and y'all are calling me old. I am offended. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, I will say, let's back up a little bit. I just found it incredibly ironic that Dorinda gave Sonia so much shit about this whole family crest and the ex-husband and claiming the Morgans and the Morgan letters. She gave her all this stuff last year. But we literally started this episode walking down a literal memory lane for Dorinda. Like her old street, that's her old townhouse. This is her old restaurant. She came here every Wednesday. Which sidebar, I would why, love to that's be in why every she's Wednesday. Going crazy. Oh yeah, for I sure. It's it's the same thing with Sonia. You know, when she goes back to the townhouse, she starts to retreat and she starts to act kooky and stuff. It's Dorinda. She's living in the past again. And every time she has a fight with like Tinsley or Sonia about the letters and all the crest, it's all deflection because. Dorinda mm-hmm. is very unhappy and her going around to her old house and her old townhouse at the beginning of this episode was telling us, setting us up to what's to come. Like her in that stage again, living in the past where she's going to be nasty to everyone because she's unhappy with the present. That's my take. Yeah. And I, I completely agree. I think that we need Dorinda to get past this idea, everything. I mean, we've talked about Richard so many times in this five-minute segment. And even Ramona, in all her insensitive glory, was like, why are we talking about Richard? Like, what is this? Like, who cares? And I'm I'm inclined to agree with you, Ramona. Like, why are we talking about Richard? He has, unfortunately, been dead for quite a many years. You have not been in this relationship for quite a many years and allegedly it's rumored that they were on the outs before he died anyway but he got sick and so things change which happens but instead of focusing on the past Dorinda maybe we could focus on the fact that you were on a hit tv show you truthfully do not even need a man if we took care of our finances moisturized deep conditioned and got our jazzercise <laughs> in that she does all the time and did it like at BravoCon focus on the good things we are going to live a happy long life and I think the reason she can't stand Tinsley so much and I've said it before on my podcast is because Tinsley represents a restart button that she never got Tinsley gets to start over she gets to find a new rich man she still gets to be young and beautiful and Dorinda is like she's thinking she's full size at a size six and I'm like what kind of miserable life you have to live in (laughs) where you think you are full size at a size six I will gladly sign up for full size if that's what it is I saw that and I was like, why would you? No, that's just, that's not going to go over well. That's completely inaccurate. And All because what, Song is eating soup? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I feel like when it comes to even like these little petty things, it's like you just got to see through the mist and it's Dorinda deflecting, projecting. You know what I mean? Because she's when she's not mm-hmm. doing any of that, we're we're actually enjoying her. And she says things that make sense. And she's the peacemaker at times. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be sour on Dorinda. I just feel like she's in a bad place right now. And we're seeing the sour side of it, unfortunately. And yeah, I don't think it's going to get any better. I don't think it's going to get any better either. I think that one of the main reasons she's such a proponent of Luann drinking and she's cheering for Luann to drink because she doesn't want people to turn it on her and think she's an alcoholic. Because by far... 
if Luann is getting arrested and throwing around, you know, herself and assaulting cops and whatnot because of her liquor, no one's focusing on Dorinda because Luann's the talk of the town. If Luann is sober, Dorinda is the arguable next target of who is the alcoholic on this show because she is a lot. I mean, literally it's cut in the trailer, her slurring her words and carrying the largest glass of wine that I have never had the pleasure of taking part of. So, <laughs> I mean... Oh, you know what? I I just lost my train of thought, but but what I was going to say... These is, women. These women, I, I, I just, I don't understand where the, like, the cutting of the other women comes into play, like, because this cast knows how to have fun the most, and they're genuinely friends. So when I see, like, Dorinda going after Tinsley for, like, these stupid, like, if we don't care that much about what's happening with Scott, why do you? As if, right. if we don't care as the viewer that much, why do you? Right, like, girl, so we like all know pimple. Bruce is made up. We don't care. She got the ring <laughs> anyway. It doesn't matter. She, she was. She even said herself, she's like, I just want it to be seen in Chicago. Like, I want it, like, girl, we know already. Like, And it, that was so Chicago. relatable, and I think Dorinda can't stand it, because Tinsley is that, fake, that Facebook ex-stalking girl. She is the one who is showing up in Chicago to quote unquote be seen. And it's like, oh, I forgot you lived here. Is this your coffee shop? Oh, I just so read it on Yelp. Funny. It's such a great place. And it's like, what are you even doing in this state? It's like, it is the most Gilmore Girlsy ABC family meets like, you know, the Kardashians. <laughs> like, it is so regular that it's it's hysterical. And she knew she sounded crazy when she said it to her mom. She was like, I was hoping I'd run into him. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, girl, we've all been there. So Dorinda can't stand it. And I wish she wouldn't. Like, we'll get to that in a second. Let's get to this event that Luann threw so that we can somehow still beeline it back to Dorinda and to the guess where it always ends up. Luann throws a stand-up comedy live podcast panel anti-bullying charity event for women who have been incarcerated. Now, Dorinda was right about this. This was a mess. I don't know whether to laugh, cry. <laughs> Chanel from Long Island Princesses was there. Like, what, like, is what is happening? <laughs> There's a slide. Like, yeah, Chanel. A slide. I was like, wait, a, oh my, it was literally lying in tigers and bears. It was like, oh my God, a Chanel. Oh my God, Jack. Stand-up comedy, a podcast, a slide, Dorinda, like, what are we doing? Where are That would have going? been the first thing that I would have done is I would have been on the slide immediately. Oh, yeah, same. It would not have even taken me two tequila shots, but it would have been way more fun to do tequila shots. That's for sure. First of all, shout out to Princesses Long Island. Um, really missed opportunity for Bravo. Unless they don't own this footage or something for some god-awful reason, they just don't like it or don't have it in the vault. Why are they not showing this during these quarantine marathons? Because this is the perfect tie-in I've ever seen. I'm telling you, Bravo needs to just stop playing and hire me because Honestly. I, know, I know what the people want at this point. And it's like, let me in there. I could be like the outside consultant. I, I can tell you it's producer. not OC season 14, which is what Thank aired you. all day today on your birthday. <laughs> That's not what we wanted. Definitely not. We could be using some ladies of London right now, some Real Housewives of Miami, some flipping out, 
So I would love. I mean, y'all gotta bury this hatchet with Jeff. You, you have to. Like, Andy I'll needs even, to get over himself because I need all it all the way back. I'll even go all the way back to. Do you remember that Bravo workout show called Workout? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! And there like, was like also like that cycling show too. Oh my god! Even Tabitha Salon Takeover. Why are oh you showing god. that? Like open the fucking vault. Me too. It comes on like randomly at like it's six a.m. and I promise you, I tape it. I promise. <laughs> I find I see it and I go, oh, mm-hmm. Two Tabithas coming my way as soon as I wake up, having my morning coffee with some Tabitha Salon Takeover. That was a fantastic Easy. show. Mm-hmm. Where is? The vault, not to mention, they once, like, I remember in, like, 2016, every Sunday at noon, the worst time slot ever, they would play Real Housewives of Melbourne. And I'm like, okay, so if you have access to the internationals, why don't we have them? Oh, they definitely have access. And 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 if you go on the Bravo TV app, like, Ladies of London and all those kind of shows are on there. And they don't replay them on the on the regular live TV. Like they need to be showing all the international shows. All hello, it's time. Like all, I want them all. I liked Melbourne. It was actually very good. Like really good. I've heard great things about Sydney and Toronto and things like that. So give me some of that. We easily could have done Jersey Belle. We could have done Princess of Long Island. It was Melbourne or Cheshire, the one that I saw, but one of them was very like showy offy. And it was like, it was working me up. Like I was getting like mad watching it. I saw Cheshire too. Which is a great sign to like, you know, when the show is like revving you up like that. And they pulled the plug very, very, very quickly on it. Yeah, I remember that. I remember some of the controversy around it, but I mean, I'll still take it. We're we're low on content. Y'all need to do something other than just canceling Potomac for the time being. So it's okay if we just go ahead and into the vault. And I'm like, still upset about two, that. Me too. We had two Long Island shows, and got and neither of them are coming back. Where is Blood, Sweat, and Heels? Like that was a thing. Like that was fantastic. Like open up the vault, Bravo. We need more. Like, way more. And we have time, apparently. We're Britney Spears. Give us more. You want more? <laughs> I'll give you more. <laughs> I have a question. Where in the hell were Jock's subtitles? Because I would have loved to try to laugh it with him. But, like, they didn't give it to us. But they gave it to us oh. for every other show with the slightest bit of an accent. He and did I not just... age well. He mm-hmm. looks awful. Oh, Who said... Baby. Someone said, um... Like grown David Schwimmer or something like that. Like he looks very so much da- so Ross, the paleontologist. Day, you know, he looked like David Schwimmer when he was like younger with Luann. Like, you know what I mean? Let's not let's not hate on David Schwimmer. Like, <laughs> like Jacques looked like a Parisian like handbagger or something. I don't know. He looked bad. But he got that fine, beautiful woman as his fiance that Luann greeted as if she's known them forever or like set them up. And she was like, I met her a couple times. But she was like, I'm just so happy for you guys. I'm like, well, now I don't believe you. Oh, that was faker than press on nails. But yeah, he wasn't funny either. I'm like, maybe he's funny when you guys like are in bed and you're like, ha ha ha, you're making me laugh. I'm making some eggs. <laughs> Like, like are honestly, you funny to do stand up like in New York City in front of people, like come on, on TV, like, the national oh kind. This is so embarrassing. Like, it with the bullied Ramona. Have you ever been bullied? The bullied, uh, 
yeah, I was bullied as an immigrant. I'm like, you, I couldn't understand a lick of what he was saying. Right. And if you're going to use bullying as your punchline, honey, you better deliver it, okay? Because that is a hard sell. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, God. And then it was like a live panel of podcasters, one of which I am going to have on my show pretty soon. So I am going to ask him a shit ton of questions about what was the, like, the marquee? Like, what was the agenda? Did you get paperwork? Did she have an outline? Was there any planning whatsoever? Because on the one hand, it's like, I'm doing this podcast with this girl that I'm friends with. Then Jack's going to do his stand-up. And then, also, here's Teresa's old inmate. Though we did not tell people that, but I found that out, and I was riveted. Wait, what? Teresa's roommate at the camp which is really her prison roommate, but she likes to call it the camp. Her roommate was there in the audience. Oh my and God. And they panned is... her. They did not bring the... it up on the ribbon. That's so funny, but it's because it's a different franchise. They didn't want to mix and they didn't want to mix oil and water, but Bravo. I think they so just didn't want to upset Teresa. The they just didn't want to upset Teresa because they definitely said Melissa Gorga at Fashion Week last week. And I was shocked. But they didn't want to mention Lala. I was like, what is the pettiness? What is happening here? Like, Lala Kent was at the same fashion show yeah, as I did see the, that the, the girls. Did they say anything about that? No, but they did mention Melissa Gorga. And I was like, oh, oh wow, this is interesting. But they didn't mention Teresa's quote-unquote roommate. And I'm like, whew. The one that used to give her massages. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be making some decisions because y'all would hate me, okay? The amount you of remember when I she said that? Out. She was like, I got massages. Like, I used to get massages from some of the girls. Andy was just uh-huh. looking at her like, what are you talking about? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. And so, Dorinda, she kind of introduces this uh, entire I controversial idea she makes this big stink over it right she's like i have a crazy idea i don't know how this is gonna land and stuff and i'm like what is she gonna say like i have no idea what's happening she goes you know we should have lunch and i'm like that's it it's lunch that's the only that's the controversial idea is that the three of us should have lunch and that's exactly what it was it was that Lynn, leah tinsley and dorinda should have lunch and I get it. Dorinda was thinking that Leah has gotten to know Tinsley on a level that she obviously can't get to and she doesn't want it to become a screaming match. So she wants this third party there. I believe Leah was incredibly eager, especially because it means camera time, to be that person. But I also think that Dorinda kind of had a point. They always end up into some kind of fight. They clearly don't understand each other. She wants a friend there that somehow is like a mix of the two of them, right? But Tinsley is not having it do we think they needed a third person well i totally understand everybody's perspective and i agree with you like uh, leah's like yes like this sounds like a a good job and it's sorry my dog is barking hey stop it oh gosh it's quarantine people i know everyone's going crazy so i agree with all the perspectives but tinsley is like okay it's a little too late to be acting like julia roberts and still magnolias (laughs) quit talking about me like i'm not here anybody speaking for me and i'm like girl now you want to like okay now you want to find your voice like nini would say <laughs> like i get it but dorinda is not trying to like ambush you i see where she's saying like let's have right. i think she'd bring a lightness to it and she obviously like 
you guys bond more. So, like, why not bring her in? And maybe we can all have cocktails. Like, it's not that deep, Tinsley. You know, it but really I was everybody's perspective. I know when Dorinda's trying to be messy, and it did not seem like that. It seemed I like she had Dorinda was moment, trying, actually. like really, really exactly. trying. Especially because, as we see later, they get into such a tip over nothing. Clearly, you guys have a problem communicating to each other, which is all the more reason why a third person Dorinda thought should be there. So I get it. Like, I think they needed a middle person. If it should have been Lee or not, I mean, I don't really know. I just feel like. Yorinda is thinking the only person who in this group seems to really understand Tinsley is Leah. So let me have her there. I get it, you know, but it kind of shows exactly how they are so far apart in their levels of understanding because literally Leah tells Dorinda, you know, you can kind of be intimidating. And Dorinda takes that and somehow hears, immediately hears, Tinsley's afraid of me. And I'm like, where did I, did I miss it? Did I miss something? It's because like, Dorinda's usually... heard that before because she is scary. So when you hear something that you've heard before or you know is true, you start to get upset. People always get upset when they hear the truth. That's the deal with Dorinda. Mm-hmm. You are scary, yeah. girl. Get over it. You're scary. Especially when you've had a couple too many. You're terrified. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she instantly went up the scales of being terrifying after only two shots of tequila. And I just... I felt it in that moment. I did understand why they needed a third party, but I just feel like no matter what, it's not happening between Dorinda and Tinsley. No matter what we do, no matter who they have there, it's just never going to go down. And you have to think that because Dorinda's idea and attitude towards Tinsley as a person is something that we kind of, is beyond them just not getting along. She just doesn't respect her as an individual. So we're probably never going to really see a reconciliation there. And that's just what it is, you know? Overall, this episode, what would you rate it 1 to 10? 10 being, oh my God, Scary Island. 1 being, I don't know, any scene with Cindy Barshop. Um, there was a couple good moments. You know, I would rate it like a 7 just because we started off so strong with the last couple episodes, like with the Tiki and them being in the Hamptons. Those were 10s, you know what I mean? Those were 10s across oh, the yeah. board. So I feel like we need to always be like truthful and like realize that there's going to be a couple episodes where they're just going to be kind of filler. Like I know the stuff with Leah, she's like an onion that's being like that we're seeing unbloom and we're taking those layers back and stuff like I get it. But even the mom stuff, like it seemed kind of boring to me. And it also seemed like, girl, how do you not get that they're upset? Of course, they have reason to be upset. The first time you got drunk, you got naked and started throwing tiki torches. Right. And never mind the fact that it's not just that she told her mom that they were, she started drinking again. She told her mom, I mean, we don't get to know this until reunion time, but she likely told her mom that, you know, I started drinking and it went nuts and it's on TV and you're going to see my ass. Oh my gosh. Okay. So flying from East coast to West coast and then back East, this is like the most like ghetto cheap ass plane ticket ever going all over the country. We're going to head on over to Beverly Hills because they also, to me, this was not a filler episode. I actually think we're building up quite the plot over here on Beverly Hills. I completely agree with you. It was so good. <laughs> There's so much to unpack. So good. Here. Like, I am, 
like every single week, I, I don't know if it's maybe the Stockholm syndrome. Maybe we just it was suffered so much last season with nothing that this season anything feels good. But also independently, this season feels oddly very good. Yes, I totally agree. God, it was. Yeah, I had a, just a the snide comments to like the Denise thing to Kyle's thing to Rena's thing. I'm telling you, there are so many things episode. at play here. It was fantastic. I mean, there are plenty of tinfoil hat conspiracy theories going on around there. People think certain things. Like I just did a live podcast or live um Instagram with Ono oh Bravo, and she was like. A lot of people think, and she really thinks that Kyle had this plan to kind of start this whole lesbian gate early, which is, um, I mean, it would make sense because they really felt they came out of left field at this party with Denise. However, a wrench got thrown into it because Lisa Rinna kind of just threw in this thing about her sister. And I was like, wow, how are we back here again? And I mean, I'm so excited to get your your thoughts. We'll we'll definitely back up. But did it seem to you that Kyle had a bone to pick with Denise from the moment she stepped on the property? Because that's what it felt like to me. Um, I, I yeah, I think that they have just had a couple little moments where it's like, okay, it's like a marble in the jar. Does that make sense? And then you start mm-hmm. feeling that little marble jar. But I just feel like they just say things to each other with a tone. And mm. the tone is going to just get somewhere. Like, you can't just tell somebody to calm down or leave them alone. Or, like, all that stuff is with inflection. And I think that they both have a little bone to pick with each other. But I feel like, right. yeah, Kyle came in with a little sass McGee. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little agenda going on because, I mean, from someone, we have watched Kyle throw these elaborate white parties and these large dinner parties and season finale parties that are so big, we end the season with them usually. And we just watched her have a dinner party that was so nuts. I mean, aside from being nutty for everything that, you know, Denise's husband put us through, she, we watched her run around. She has party planners for dinner parties, okay? And it was just basically a welcome home party from doing nothing but, like, filming a a movie or whatever. Like, we know you've been back and forth anyway because you have freaking children. So to see that and to see her put so much energy into a dinner party where we see her put back tea candles because they look too pedestrian and, and she she's like I don't want to look even done filming right right so, she wasn't even so done what? filming that's why Marisa was like what is this for like I'm stoned right. and I forgot <laughs> I mean we don't know what it's for even if she was done filming like you want an award for coming back to your house yeah okay Anything to not look pedestrian. <laughs> right. So we watch you put down these candles because they look too pedestrian, but Denise can't have a diamond ice sculpture in her backyard. And she's like, a Sunday bar? Oh, but what happened to Miss Jeans and T-shirt and flip-flop girl? I'm like, she's still there. That's why it's a Sunday bar, not a freaking, like, you know, crudite or, you know, tarts and different pettifores and things like that. For and dessert. who gets it's to a Sunday. party that early? Who gets to a party that early? Like, really? She wanted Either to catch her in something, I guess. Like, if I would have walked in and seen that there was no one there, I would have been like, oh, let's go. Let's go around the corner and, like, 
hang out before we go in there. <laughs> right. Or like I, I text I my be, friends. I'm like, one. when are you getting there? When are you coming? Are you there yet? Can we ride together? Like all the things that would that people normally do, you know, to not be the first one in the club. So Kyle did none of those things. And then to go around and be like, oh, she hasn't catered. And I'm like, girl, it's still Rahaz of the Beverly Hills. Like it might not be you, but it's still Rahaz of the Beverly Hills. Though Denise is jeans and t-shirt, I doubt those jeans are the same jeans that we're all wearing. Exactly. But Kyle is ridiculous for even saying anything about it. Like she has catered stuff all the time that she puts in bowls and plays off as her own food. Like stop playing around. Hello. All right. So at least like Denise was trying to be honest. And the diamond was obviously a nod to literally the show that you're all on. I mean, hello. Thank what you. is the diamond for? What do you mean, girl? <laughs> what do you hold? Do you know what job you're on? Do you yeah. know what show this is? Maybe she I, doesn't know because all the fans are always like, Kyle's the queen. And I'm like, really? Would the queen cry? Would the queen cry? No, the I think queen the queen cry. thought she was the queen. And so she's crying because she's very shocked that she's not the queen. And I'm like, but girl, you have to remember... The rest of them are just as desperate to stay on this show as you are. And if it is truly true that this show was some kind of weird inception that was supposed to be so much centered around Kyle that she gets to be the queen now, why wouldn't they all really want to work hard to keep their jobs and their paychecks? Because as far as we can tell in these court records, they all need the money. So <laughs> obviously they're going to do whatever it takes to get this pot stirring. Okay, girl? Yeah. Exactly. So stop crying and know what show you're on. So moving on to this actual, so the dinner party is like in Denise's backyard is in full effect. It actually seemed really fun. It's like a family event and stuff. I was originally weirded out by the fact that Denise was so squirmy. She was like, we're not going to have this conversation in front of my kids. But I mean, then I kind of understood. No, maybe it's it. because, okay. Because am I so devil's advocate? The kids already know what's happening. Please, like we know, we knew what was do, happening yes. when we were little. Like they're not freaking. Her mom is also an adult. Old. She's an Thank adult. You. They and, know she's an adult, and she has adult woman needs. To the other side of it, it was extremely disappointing because Denise Richards and like I'm a gay man. Just for anybody that's listening, I'm gay, and I'm saying this like she is, and like was my '90s epitome of like sex on a stick for a female. Like her threesome in Wild Things with Matt Dillon and Nev Campbell is iconic. She, she was absolutely mm-hmm. just sexually appetizing from every kind of species. She was appealing to everybody, and for her to be all squirmy, it just made no sense. I'm like, stop it! That's You're talking about every five what I thought. Emily, you don't think your daughter knows what you talked about last season? The happy endings is in your tagline. Exactly. <laughs> it opens the show. Like, yeah. I'm just so confused as to why you know you were so squirmy. Other than maybe she didn't when the friends parents signed these release forms for them to be on the show maybe they just did not know that this was going to be an episode that Denise was going to be Denise you know what I'm saying oh, like her and, other friends right like the girl had like a whole table full of her best girlfriends there and all of their faces were shown as minors which means that all their parents signed off on this and you know it's going to be this thing where the kids are going to go home and they know what episode it is and like mom let's watch and the family gathers around and be like oh my god there you are and, and the then whole conversation the around like, it is well that's what we get for sending 
sending you to Charlie Sheen's freaking ex-wife's house. I mean, it's on I'm us. just saying, did you Google? <laughs> Sorry, because if you Googled, you Thank would know. you. I sent you to Charlie Sheen's ex-wife's house. Me, I did it. <laughs> I mean, not even just like they sent their kids to Charlie Sheen's daughter's house. Yeah, I mean, exactly. she's aware. I'm not saying the girl's not allowed to have friends. She totally is, and Denise is arguably more sane than Charlie, but she was married to Charlie. So there's a level of understanding that her lifestyle just might be different. What she's put up with in the past, now, before, in the future. Is might be different than most people because most of us would not marry Charlie Sheen. And there's a level of crazy, like crazy attracts crazy. Like if you're crazy enough to freaking, you know, like I don't get me wrong, all the cool stuff about Denise, I really dig how she's like, oh, you know, like I wasn't gonna let the hooker wait in the car. Like I gave her Thanksgiving plate, you know, I made her a plate. It's like, so sweet. I think it's like, lovely. I, like I get all of that. Like all that is cool, but you can't like pick and choose to be cool to be. Like to me, it seems like I think she was watching out for the kids. Like that does make a, so much sense. But it's like let's not the forget. other parents calling her on Monday morning. That's what it was. <laughs> it totally was. But and you know what? Like her other little daughter, the one that um, she adopted and was really close to, she wasn't there, was she? No, I didn't see her. I think it was just like the the fifteen ish year olds. Friends yeah. group, so like junior high school. I mean, junior in high school type. So, which means those kids definitely gonna go home. And be like, yeah. So, yeah, they talked about a lot of stuff. And, but to be honest, girl, I really hate to tell you. I really hate to tell you this, Denise. If you think that that shocked your teenage high school age daughter, I hope to God you've never seen Euphoria. Like, that's what I'm trying to tell you, girl. These kids are the bad high schoolers are worse than you at your best, like and on the worst day of you and Charlie. These kids today, honey, please. The, the way the kids are having sex on Euphoria is the way that I had sex in my twenties as an adult. Like, yeah, these kids are 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 grown. Like they are grown. They have taken over the Instagram. They are making the monies, and you think that they're not doing stuff. Behind your back, you were sadly mistaken, honey. No matter how much you have behind your Sunday bar and send them all the way to another kid's table. I mean, I don't even understand how close in proximity they were, but I don't think they really heard that much to where, I mean, we already see it's going to be on the episode. They They don't care. care. And these kids don't are care. all by these days. They're all progressive. They're all fluid. I'm like I say, they understand sexuality as a spectrum. If anything, they're probably making fun of the old people at the other table who are like, you did the lesbian thing? I was like, let me take a shot every time I hear someone say the lesbian thing on Bravo. Oh, my God. The lesbian thing. I just, oh, the Bravo okay. ladies, The Bravo ladies <laughs> and the Bravo families sometimes, they just give us such a freaking backwards... Um, you know, non-progressive view when it comes to sexuality and sex. Like, let's be right. open about it. That's it's why like, I like you do know that they exist, talking about right? getting banged every day by a huge old horse penis. Like, you go, girl. You get your life. Exactly. And I just, it's, I mean, obviously I respect these two women. I love them so, so much on this show and as a friend duo. But the idea that the only people who can kind of have been uh, experienced sexuality as spectrum it can be Denise, uh, Garcelle, and Erica, the cool ones who are supposed to be a marketed as so edgy and so different. And I'm like, yes, that is all true, but this is not that. Like, a person's sexuality is not edgy, cool, and different. It's literally just 
something. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, Erica, you slept with the... Wait, what? I'm like, girl, if you don't relax, aren't you in California? I'm like, Like, you're not even in the other part of California. You're, like, in LA. Actually, that's the best way to actually have a threesome is to sleep with the couple. It's a lot more safe. It's a lot more controlled. You know what I mean? Have you heard that term that it's, like, they're they're called a unicorn? Like, the person who dates the couple? Yeah, they're called a unicorn. I don't know why I know this point of information, but it's important to people. I would have sex with the couple. Like, dating the couple is too much because then you have to go into, like, you know, their world and how they're how they're going to fit you in. But if you're just going to sleep with them, you're like the guest star. You're coming into the show and you're leaving right afterwards, honey. Exactly. You get your check. You're the friend of. You get the check, you know, you show up, stir some stuff up and you go. And I actually really am enjoying Erica again because last season it started to get a little lackluster and I started to kind of get over her. And, you know, she was more on the capitalization of Erica Jane. Like, I'm all about that. Say yes, honey. But the reason we fell in love with you is because you were like, one, two, pop the puss, you know, tap the puss. Right. And you're giving us that again. You're vulnerable. You're exposing things that happened in the past. You date you, you slept with a couple, you know, you cry with your husband, you're on Broadway, like you're the sex symbol who feels. And I and did you were that. Honest I, about I can the relate. Sex too. Remember when Garcelle was like, How's sex with your 80 year old husband? And she's like, It's okay. It's okay. Like, I it's mean, okay. is it sex with a 35 year old? No. But, and, and, and Garcelle's like, Do we want that? And she goes, No, we don't. Okay, then. Like, oh, I, I stand those two as friends. I want that more of that. That was believable to me. That was exactly. believable to me. She was not being fake. She was giving us the real stuff. And I appreciate that. And I like that Garcelle has kind of brought that out of her. Because when Garcelle said, you know, I did it a girl. Like, I slept with a girl when I was doing my modeling thing. That's when Erica felt free to be like, you know what? So did I. And I, I love Garcelle, it. too. She's fat. I, I, I literally worship at the church of Garcelle. I she's want so much beautiful. She's an she's actress. She's successful. Like, she's a real actress like me. You Hello? Know, we come from the real movie sets of Hollywood. Okay. And Excuse I'm just me? all about that. We're just uh, the Two times, world. apparently, like, two of the different events that happened during filming, she had to miss because she was at an actual Hollywood movie premiere. Can we say bad boys? Will Smith? Martin Lawrence. <laughs> just saying. Hey, you know what? She was in the original uh, Coming to America, so I would not doubt if they gave her a cameo in the new one. Right. I'm pretty sure that she did. I've heard that she does have one. She's also starring on like two different shows on Netflix. They both got very popular. So go ahead, Garcia, and get those coins. When I was um, a teenager and I used to watch the Jamie Foxx show, I literally thought she was the most black, beautiful black girl I've ever seen in my entire life. Just gorgeous. She is High literally one of the most beautiful, stunning gorgeous. people I've ever seen. I used yeah. to live for her on the Jamie Foxx show. I used to be like, oh, no one deserves fancy. No one. I love her. Like, she's and so I love beautiful. She's like all about black girl magic. Like, I think it's so great to promote that and I think we need that out there right now you know what I mean yes everyone should be engulfed in that and to give us some context because when she says you know that's some white girl shit I'm like you know what you're right and we should understand that what's happening on Beverly Hills we cannot always accept as to be normal (laughs) (laughs) because it physically is not what these girls do sometimes is so abnormal like do they eat no that's not normal like 
I mean, honestly. And then we have, so Kyle is trying to get this thing stirring up. I think it had a lot to do with because she wants to bring down this Denise rumor from the clouds. It seems very planned. It kind of does take a turn because her and Dorit get into it yet again. And Dorit's point, which is very favorable and makes total sense, is if Teddy's not even mad at me being late, why are you? Like, what is the issue? She calls her, what, Glam Barbie or Walkout Okay, I Barbie. could see both sides. I could see both sides. And the only reason that I'm going to just, like, bring up, I mean, side with Kyle is because Kyle is trying to make fun of Dorit. What she's trying to do is put her on blast for being ridiculous. And then she's trying to mask it with, like, the punctuality thing. Like, you're right. If Teddy doesn't care, why should anybody else? It's her event. But what Kyle really should have said is, okay, I just wanted to just point out how ridiculous you were. Like, who cares if you were late or you weren't late? But how about those pictures and that outfit when you're not even working out? Like, you are ridiculous. But you should have just said it like that with some humor, like a roast. But. Clearly, you're being a hater because Denise was like, "Who cares? She's hot. She looks like a Barbie. Why the fuck?" Exactly. Not to mention, unfortunately, Kyle, you could not have gone that route because it's a little too relatable. We all wear workout clothes and don't go work out. It is where the term (laughs) athleisure came from. Literally, is no longer athletic wear and. Dorit was posting and promoting her own brand. Like the workout clothes she was wearing was her own. So she was working. Yeah. I went back to the picture. She tagged Beverly Beach. It's Beverly Beaches. Oh, that's hilarious. Like she was wearing her stuff. So she was working that morning. That was her life. Instantly became iconic. Like the leaning back. Oh, I love it. Her looking in the mirror. Her looking out the the window. So freaking funny. No wonder Kyle tried to make fun of it. It was completely ridiculous. But you can't also hate on it because she looked hot as fuck. Exactly. (laughs) And that's why in her confessional, when you call her Barbie and she goes, first of all, thank you. And I said, oh, oh, I think I'm a fan. (laughs) That was the moment that I converted because I have not liked Dorit for many seasons. Then I was indifferent. And now I'm just like, I think I like you. That's the entire funny part about it is that we have always been laughing at Dorit and then finally now we're laughing with her we've always never been able to connect because how can we connect with someone that was born in Connecticut talks like she's from London like not not even like regular London like Notting Hill London like like a whole different kind of like Kensington London like girl stop it you know what I mean? She literally talks about Americans like she's not American. How can we connect with someone like that? But we're finally starting to laugh with her because you can't you can't do your own thing. And then when people start hating on you, it's like really easily to figure out that they're just clearly hating on you. And Kyle, I mean, and now Dorit has a new hater and it's Kyle. <laughs> yep. And then it ends up being Lisa Rinna because when Kyle was like, I would defend all my friends, which I call bullshit on immediately because I'm like literally the opposite of what you're saying is what you're doing right now to Dorit, but fine. And Lisa's like, well, not all of us. And I was like, ooh, cryptic. She's like, what do you mean? Shut up, Rinna. And she's Rinna, like, you're just mad about freaking uh, Kim. Uh, from Kim decades still. ago. This feels so old How and you we know what still we're still here. gonna side with kim richards when it comes to lisa renna and kim richards we're gonna choose kim richards sorry we have to choose kim i mean 
You have to understand that, it, I mean, we have to choose Kyle because obviously this is not the same point. Kyle is saying that she would defend all her friends. Yes, all her friends, uh, until it's about her sister. That's different. Hello, we all know blood. that's different. It's blood. Yes, like Kim could literally be, you know, any kind of version of messed up. And Kyle is going to protect, overprotect, defend, cover up, and let she has to because and that's I her sister. Too. I love exactly. We respect that. We won't let anybody else come from our siblings. If we can make fun of them, we can talk about them. You can't have what? I've said this on my show. I've said this on the Bravo After Show. And I'm saying it now on Mixing with Monty. When Kim Richards said, I know I'm not easy to love, I was like, I will never stop loving her. That is my girl. I love the underdog. Yeah. I love. I like her more than Kyle, to be honest. Love if I'm being fair, I like her more than Kyle. Top. Like I love everyone that's second place. Like I am Me second too. place. I am second place, so I'm just like I'm always gonna go for that person. F number one. F number one. You know, like Nicki Minaj says, like fuck these skinny bitches. <laughs> yes, like I I live for an underdog. I'm always rooting for someone to to take the cake over someone else. And I think that's the only reason why I've connected with Dorithi's last couple of episodes because she is going up against this presumable, you know, new quote unquote queen who is coming after her for something that it seems so petty that I have to enjoy it. But she's also standing up for herself and not cowering to it. And that makes me very happy. Like, thank you, Dorit. Justice for Kim Richards. Hope you're doing well, girl. And I will say... Why did Kyle have to cry though? Why did Kyle? Why? Like, why are you crying? Like, you're a grown woman. Like, really, you're gonna cry because Denise is like giving you a little bit of shit. Denise is kind of scary though, too. Though, like a little gangster. She's also it's her house. You just literally stirred up all this stuff. You made her tell her daughter to go inside (laughs) because you're starting stuff. And she's telling you to calm down. Shut up, Denise. I was like, oh, this What about the ragamuffin thing? What about the ragamuffin thing? Oh, God. I mean, I've gotten so many things about this. Yes, there are certain things about it that are culturally insensitive. I think she literally just meant to call Denise, like, a messy mop top hair. And I'm just like... But then the whole doubling down on this apology and being so overly apologetic on the internet about this comment, it is confusing. Because it's like, if you do just mean her to be like an Oliver Twist kind of thing, like just like a messy person, like what is the problem? You know how the internet is. The internet is ready to go at every time, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I mean, she's probably professional immediately. Yeah. She She said in her professional. That we didn't even think about, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because I mentioned, you know, on, on even my Instagram, there's there are some ties of the term, though it, the term existed far, far before this. It's a lot of ties to uh, Jamaican culture and reggae and the dread situation, yeah, dread. very natural and that type of thing. And obviously, if you're going to tie in something and use it as an insult and it has any ties to something cultural, you know, when you use somebody's culture as insult, as an insult, people haven't taken as offensive. Though this term, of course, it, it was invented far before that, you know, little rascals, you can call them little ragamuffins. Like, but that's what I'm saying. The confusion of it is like, Kyle is so overly apologetic. And then she even says it in her confessional immediately. I mean, a good ragamuffin isn't the nicest thing to call her. I'm like, are you really proud of yourself for using a ragamuffin as an insult? Like, that's the best you could have come up with at the point where you're like, maybe I could have been a little nicer. Like, no, Sutton like, was meaner I, two weeks ago. 
thank you. Like, I totally agree with that. Like, it's, it's, to me, it's strawberry shortcake insulting. Like, like I get Kelly Dodd? Have we heard of Kelly Dodd? Thank you. Like, she'll call you, like, she'll tell you everything. Hey, like, shut up, kind. You know what I mean? Like, she will go deep into your, I mean, she made Vicky crazy for a reason. Will go after your entire life, your face, your face lift, your doctor, your plastic surgeon. She will go after everything, honey. And you're like, well, I guess I could have called her something better than ragamuffin. But like, no, I was upset at the time. And I'm like, girl, this is why you can't be the queen. That's the weakest read I've ever heard. I would have, I would have said like way, way better stuff. Like you need to learn. And I had them already. And I like <laughs> exactly. Denise. And I have them already. You need to be and like, I like leaks. And get those reads ready from the gays oh, oh, and like get ready Portia for the reunion. Williams. Like, like, like those like teas just... of social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. When are we going to talk about Atlanta? Because that was. We are going to that right, right now. Let's rate Beverly Hills one to 10 real quick. And then let's just head on over to a perfect part one of a reunion. I would give Beverly Hills a nine, a nine, a solid nine. Oh, because yeah. I'm was... comfortable with that. It was pretty good, and, like, honestly, the reason the episode was great to me is because of uh, Mauricio. He's giving me life every episode. He's stoned and not giving any zero, and I love that. Yeah, no, I really enjoy him. Oh, God, something else I enjoyed that I didn't know I was going to enjoy. I'm going to make this statement now loud and clear. Everyone's hearing me. Leanne is a witness. Any Zoom reunion we get from here on out, if it does not work and it flops, we cannot blame Zoom. It is literally no fault of being over the internet. The only fault (laughs) is of the cast and you need to fire and hire accordingly because this was perfection. It was. I laughed so hard. It was so great. I thought they really brought it. Nini started from the beginning and I was here for it. Everyone was on game. Like they were on top of their shit. Literally even Eva came out of the gate swinging and we're like, girl, where has this energy been all season? What did you need to be at home to do? I'm sorry? I was saying like Eva even, she totally came out of the gate swinging and I just was like, where was this energy all season long? It only showed up in the reunion. Like, we got none of this this shady girl piping up at all until now. I'm like, did you need to be at home to do your job? <laughs> Are you a better teleworker? She's, she's been pregnant for about six years. And I'm Monique just Samuels. Like, That's all girl. I ever say to someone who is like, well, she's pregnant. Monique Samuels on Potomac. I will pregnant and all. Pregnant and all. <laughs> okay, so it can be done. Portia, Portia was pregnant. Yeah, you know what though? I just have to say this about Eva. I said it on the after show. Like Eva was hot when that tarantula picture came out. Like it was fire, and then that's about it. Like that's all, folks. Yeah, like, she Nini, had a brief. I know you want to come for Nini because you think like, oh, she's a reality star. Like whatever. Like. I've been on Vogue, on the cover of Vogue, like, whatever. NeNe has been recognized by Hollywood's top executives, like Ryan Murphy. They've written roles for her. She's been series regulars on huge TV shows with huge, She did The Apprentice, like, before The Housewives were doing Apprentice. 
Exactly. Like, don't hate on my girl Nini. I am the first one to admit when Nini is getting ugly and it's getting really nasty, nasty and so rude. I, I always Same. hold her accountable. But my girl is back. My girl is back and she made me laugh and she did her job. Right. Like this was not last season. Last season was a lot of inappropriate and like deflecting kind of anger and attitude. This season, Nini was present. She was like, I'm here. I'm ready to fight. She's doing her job. She's forming allies. Like I hate when people she like, knew she had to go back this is her job. Everyone. Yeah. Right. How much is that apology to her? Don't you Haven't know you how ever this been works? the asshole before? We've all been that person that's like, <laughs> oh man, like I just pissed off everybody at the party, didn't I? Like I woke up with drunk shame. I gotta go make the rounds exactly. and say sorry to everybody. Like it right. freaking happens. And it, it seems like Eva just thought she did this very like mafia style. If I'm going to be the new boss at, or if I'm going to even have a, a shot at someone respecting me, I have to like take out the boss. I'm taking out the top. And I just feel like she aimed way too high. So it just felt, no, you want to something feeling not genuine. That was not a fight for her to win. She knows she had plenty enough beef with Portia. She could have easily shown up to that fight and actually delivered. But like, Piping up between Kenya and Nini, girl, that is a fight that don't it predates you. Yeah, and you know what? Even to just talk about the Porsche and Eva fight, like I felt really so much power, so much authenticity, so much conviction from Porsche. Like mm-hmm. Eva looked like a scared puppy dog as she usually does. Those big eyes. Like they usually just blink back and forth when they when she doesn't know what to say and she just looks like she's lost. And I'm like, you just need to own up and say, sorry, like maybe I did speak on or maybe I did, uh, you know, inflect that, that there it was something about your child. Like she just needs to apologize because they've And we caught her in three lies, like on camera. Yeah, exactly. And I remember thinking they've, during the they've season. They've all been low too. Because I know the new list, the, the listeners that don't know me, they're going to be like, oh, he loves me like that. Like, trust me, I have hours and hours of me ripping on Nini before. When she no, they know. is miserable, they know how too, I even get down. I absolutely love Nini. Miserable. She needs a lot of help. Yeah. She is an OG that gets away with a lot, but this is not one of those moments. The thing is, like, we have to give credit when it's due. You know what I mean? Like, Hello. right now, she's doing a good freaking job. So I'm, I'm happy for it. But it doesn't mean she's right all the time. Doesn't mean she's right all the time. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's a TV show. So I don't care if you're throwing all sorts of popcorn and cussing and throw. If you're making me laugh, then it's funny. If I'm scared you're going to hurt someone and you're on top of someone trying to choke someone, I'm not going to laugh anymore. It's about entertainment. Like, it's a TV show. That's literally the point. It's not even just that it's a TV show. It's freaking housewives. Like, I put up a meme today. People are are constantly in my DMs. Don't you think the girls are getting too mean? I'm like, girl, there was literally no threat of physical violence. They were all literally miles apart from each other. This is housewives, not PBS kids. We are not watching Arthur or Disney. We know what we signed up for. Like, we love the Nini... Kim Zolziak feud. We loved it. We loved like go to sleep wig. We loved buy wig, close your legs. Close your legs to trash box, men. Everything. We yes. loved it. But so when, nasty and when, so rude. 
But fix when that body, we heard fix that face. about the whole choking thing, it died right after that because no, we were no longer laughing. We knew they needed to just separate. It wasn't funny anymore. Like, we like it up to a certain point because we don't want to see anyone start getting physical. Then it's not funny anymore. Then it's like, oh, what is happening? What? No, y'all can't be right. putting each other's hands on people. Like, we want to be in on the joke and you're in on it with us. Like, that's why I think Portia is going to emerge out of this a queen amongst queens because she always makes it funny. Like she's not necessarily going, you know, for the jugular. And that's, she's really changed in that aspect. It's like, at least we're all using our words. We're not using exactly. our hands. That's so Nini funny. Said, Why are we complaining? Nini called um, Portia's baby, hey, Dennis, at the airport. And it was funny. We all laughed, hey, Dennis. Oh, look at Dennis over here. We were laughing because it was cute. The way that Kenya was talking about, uh, or I mean, the way that um, Kenya brought it up about me. Oh, she talked about your child too. No, she didn't say it like that. She did not. Mm -hmm. Or was it Eva that brought it up because she was trying to deflect? Someone brought it yes. up. Yes, yeah, Dennis, Dennis with a bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. You said it to be shady. You said it with bad inflection. And when Nini was at the airport meeting up with everyone to go to Greece, she was in a good place. Like, she was just saying hi to the baby. And that right, baby exactly. do look like Dennis. <laughs> exactly. That is baby Dennis. And that's just the way it is. And it's okay. Like, Ashley Darby gave birth to Michael Darby. It's okay. It's the way it is. <laughs> it is a baby Michael Darby. And it's fine. Like, I mean, what hey, else do Darby. you expect? Jeans are hard. <laughs> Jeans hey, are hard. <laughs> hey, Dennis. <laughs> like, that was you know so what? funny. Is Nene and Portia's makeup genuine? No, probably not. Is her and Wendy Williams' makeup genuine? No, maybe not. I do think that Nene and Portia have very soft spots for each other, but Nene had a job to do. In order to stay on this show, you have to film with someone. She always had a soft spot for Portia. Portia and her problems were reconcilable. They reconciled them. What is the issue? What is this? Is it genuine? Girl, y'all are just so mad that she can't get fired like for no reason. Exactly. I feel you. It's just so sad. I mean, I love Nene even addressing this week that she had to have her reads written down because she's old and menopausal. And I just <laughs> cackled. How can you not like her? I mean, I y'all really be mad at her for being so funny. And I just I can't ever my soft spot for Nene will always exist because she's given us so much Thank that you. yes, it does feel like her time on the show, it does sometimes feel like, oh God, where are we going now? Because we know so much of her. But what she is, has to give us hasn't dried up yet. So I'm still happy. Exactly. When she makes us laugh, it's funny. And a lot of people have been saying that even like big celebrities that have been on Watch What Happens Live, they've all been all about Nene this season. Uh, right. She's, it's been, it, you know, like even our good friend Raven from Mainly Bravo, she Love cannot... Her with Nini, like she hates yeah, me. she cannot stand me and it's I uh, the only her, thing like, that no wrenches our friendship I always tell Raven, doesn't matter when Nini's good, she's good and that's period, end of story right, like she gives us so much and I honestly feel like she, we almost need her if we're gonna keep Kenya, and I know that sounds controversial, but I'm telling you now, if we don't have Nene, Kenya will go after people and it will seem so unprecedented that y'all will hate her. So you need Nene there because she needs somebody to go after that's like on caliber 
that has an actual beef with her. Because anytime she goes, when she went up to Tanya, y'all were like, why would she do that? Because Tanya not bothering nobody from Canada. I love Tanya. She, you I, know what I mean? Like, the cookie lady was, like, so low down. Like, it was oh next God. level low down. Was, now, that is mean. And you made good points. Like, are you kidding me? And Tanya couldn't even can't even defend herself. And that just feels it just feels like a tiger with like a sheet that was caught in a fence. It just feels you like let me fair. know. You let me know when you want me to just start my monologue on Kenyan because everyone knows she's I mean, just not my favorite. She's really just always has to go so low. She's so she's miserable, it seems. And it's like, just over her. She's so rude. She constantly is finding ways to exonerate herself for her wrongdoings, and they just don't land. Like, Andy's like, wouldn't you be mad if someone literally brought homegirl who was texting your husband around you? No, but it's different because I never said he was cheating. Exactly. Like, you don't even know that this girl was cheating with this man. All she said was he asked for her phone number, and you literally ordered her cookies and brought her around. That's 10 times worse. There was no cause exactly. for this. Like, are you kidding? No, I totally agree. I think Kenya really needs to look in the mirror and just, I don't know, like, I've rooted for Kenya before. So let me just back up by saying that. Like, I've been there before. I have rooted for her before. I've I've wished her to have true love and everything. But yeah, we all did. We needed it. She needed you it. You need to... You're going to get what you put out. And I feel like if she would have taken some accountability at the reunion, maybe we could have seen like a nice full circle moment. But she was trying to act like she didn't talk about every single couple. When Andy Cohen has specific references and he's pulling out receipts like this where he's talking about this person, Mm -hmm. Kim Fields, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you need to step back and go, you're right. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. And that makes me look really bad because now it's all happening to me. And maybe I'll learn from right. that or something. Like, But she would I'm do that, of course. I'm not saying that divorce is, you know, karma or anything like that. What I don't wish this on anyone, especially since they have a daughter. However, it would have been nice, like you're saying, to her to just be like, I mean, it's a lesson learned. Because I don't like people talk about my marriage now. So I can't talk about nobody else's. You have ups and downs. Like, that's just the way it is. And I just want to point out to people... Stop using degrees, like the like measures of numbers, when you don't know what they mean. She said that Mark, it was like he did a complete 360. Sweetie, that means he is the circle. same as before. That means that he is, is right back to where circle. he began. 180 <laughs> is he turned around and went the other way. Okay. Did a full 180, baby. Like, honestly, I was just like, oh no. That, that gives me no hope then, girl. Like, uh, especially with him being quarantined so far away from you. Okay, girl. I we'll see changed. about that. I have done a 360. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have literally changed your clothes and are the same person. But if you want to change your direction, that's a 180. Exactly. So freaking Like, and I, I feel um, bad for Cynthia, but also not really because... Cynthia is, is, it feels very much like an abusive relationship. I don't believe, I don't believe Kenya said that, said anything bad about me. First of all, Portia don't need to lie. Second of all, Andy is a messy queen for being like, send me the receipts, screenshot them. Screenshot them, send it to me, girl. Screenshot them right now. 
Like, I screamed, and I hope it get it for part two. You know what? Because Portia was like, no, I got the, the CVS receipt. I got the I've CVS never, long receipt. I've never said this before. This is a Mixing with Monty exclusive right here. Ooh. I actually think, and I'm pretty sure that this is going to be Cynthia's last season. I don't see it going anywhere. I don't feel like even the mic thing is enough. The mic well, you know, there's been enough. rumors going around all last week that she has been replaced. Exactly. And it, that I is, think I you're mean, right. When you throw that kind of seed into the sand and stuff and, you know, the internet starts watering it, the ideas start to bloom. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I there's things for Cynthia that I have wished for her character to accomplish that she really hasn't. I know that finding her voice and finding her friends was her version of like doing a 180 for speaking numerically, but she hasn't because her relationship with Kenya is like a battered boyfriend relationship. And I'm not about that life. It also feels exactly reminiscent of her and Nini. Like she is a beta to this alpha. And it's like, you didn't even learn from your mistakes. You just went from one to the other. You went from like one quote unquote bully to the other bully. Like this person you feel like you can hide behind so they can like bark at people for you. So you let them bark at you sometimes so that you can be safe. Like, I don't like that. I'm like, you didn't hit me that bad. This is housewives. He didn't hit me that bad, girl. He didn't hit me that bad. It's like, oh, yeah, he did. He went upside your head. Like, Kenya didn't just make a dig at your business. She made you look completely incompetent about wine. She I mean, blasted I your now bus- about she wine. She blasted your business, and she made it seem like it was an entire facade. Like, it just is complete, like, destruction of someone's brand like you can't do that and be a friend you're a jerk for that maybe it's because I'm in a serious relationship maybe it's because I am a woman but you also ruin my engagement you bitch oh my god I'll never get over that I would never I can't forgive that when Candy is looking at you like you are so out of line I want to whoop you right here right now like I would, I was never more on Candy's side when she wanted to whoop her butt right there at the party. She was right. Like, are you kidding me? How dare you put the seed in my head that he might propose? Because then I'm concerned about it all night. And if it does happen, it's now not a surprise. If it doesn't happen, I feel a little embarrassed, and I have to like, confront a lot of feelings about this. How dare you, you miserable hoe? How dare you? Like that word should have never even been in like the air. Like. If he's going to propose, you guys should be talking about, like, <coughs> everything else. Third world countries, like, be so, like, like oh, mo- so, girl, your hair looks really, really good today. The most that looks opposite great. thing. Like, What's that wine behind you? you? Can I get some of that wine? Oh, that's so good. Delicious. Any kind of hint. So, Nini sent you some fruit. What kind was it? Was there apricots? I love apricots. So, that's <laughs> what I would have done. What is this girlfriend? Where is the girlfriend code? That is so against the best friendship. Like, that's I'm what you, you do for your best friend. When you find out that information, You are your job is to make sure homegirl's nose are done, she suspects nothing, and that she's ready for Instagram pictures. That is oh my all God. you do. Maybe... Kenya just doesn't know how to be a girlfriend. I, I don't think she does. I, I think she's I've used to being the enemies. That obviously are friends with me. And I'm a guy. So, like, we've had this conversation. And it's like, I've been 
friends with a lot of girls that don't have a lot of girlfriends and I've had conversations with them about this. And the main reason is because the way that girls act towards each other and then some girls naturally give off like a bad vibe to girls or they have a resting bitch face, but they're just like, I just can't seem to never get along with girls. Like I, it's just, it's always, I feel like there's just some girls that don't know how to be girlfriends. Maybe. Yeah. I think Kenya is so gosh darn beautiful. Like she's so gorgeous and being in a pageant like world where you're friends, but you're competitor friends. You're not real friends. You're always competing against each other. There's like something extra there. You know, you're always pitted against each other, especially being, you know, her being a black woman. There is a lot of competition that is associated with that, especially in the beauty space. I think she's used to being an enemy. Like she's not used to being able to trust women and stuff like that. But then my argument would be, why are you on a show with an ensemble cast of other women? <laughs> like, Let me just why don't you just too. try to go with your own show? Oh, that's right. You wrote a pilot sunshine. and it failed. I forgot. A horrible one with horrible acting. It was so bad. Um, People go watch it on YouTube, by the way. Life tours on. It was so bad. The acting is so abysmal. But the thing I will say, just so you guys don't think that I'm just like a bunch of a big Sour Patch kid, I'm going to throw some sweetness in there. Um, come check out my show because I really, it's a full spectrum of emotions. Right. And Kenya, this has to be taken with, you know, there's a lot of complexities with Housewives. Kenya looked absolutely beautiful at the reunion. Probably one of my favorite looks. She looks so soft and chic, like just flawless. Gorgeous. I would agree. I think this cast was so easy to look at on my screen, and that is so hard to do when they are at home. There's not these, these high definition uh, cameras. You know, they all they got was basically like their phone and some ring lights and a laptop. And even to, Eva, for them to look titties. so good, right? It's socially distant titties was just. I will never not. I want that on a shirt. I I don't know. That was just the best thing I've ever heard. Like their Her titties, titties were socially distancing. I just died. I mean, because why? <laughs> Portia is just such a gem. I, I, I think that you know, and people are like, I think that you know, she went hard too hard on Eva. I don't agree with that at all. I think she did the appropriate amount. The girl was caught in a couple of lies that Portia never got to address on the show because it was never the, the truth was never found out. And so now, and now she can say something like they're talking about my family. It's usually Eva uh, don't do that. something because she runs her mouth all season. Right. And like you talking about the only person, nobody, Portia never talked about Eva's family. So why are you going after Portia? Yeah, totally agree. I do not understand it. But I will say what I do understand is that from now on, this the excuse that the reunion has to be done on Zoom so it's not, it's, it wasn't good is null and void. This was fantastic. I cannot wait for part two of the Atlanta reunion. I am so ready for it. And my predictions are that it's just going to keep getting better and better. I think we're going to have a very strong, solid three-parter. And I'm proud of these ladies. I'm predicting that we're going to have a great time. But I do predict some fourths, some up-and-coming disappointment. So maybe I should put a little cushion down for everybody because... We're loving it and we're loving it. But don't forget that Nini does walk off eventually. And that's going to piss me off because it's like, you're so big and bad. 
You're the yeah. HBAC. You're over here throwing all the best reads, in my opinion. And then now you want to walk off. It's just so I don't like the walk off, especially at home when you close your laptop. That's so childish to me. I don't. A girl, so, just stand up that's in my, it. That's my You can't like, be the queen and also walking away. Exactly. That's why that's my prediction. It's gonna be we're gonna have some good stuff come up, but get ready for the disappointment. Get ready. Yep, I agree. And I agree that you know this probably is Cynthia's last year. And y'all, the last time Andy has actually said he doesn't like doing crossovers. He doesn't even want to think about putting one woman from one city on the other one in another city. And so we just are not gonna get it. And I would not want to see Cynthia on Beverly Hills or Orange County. I think that's too much for that woman. And I, I can't either. That's not something that I would be. She's not the one for that job. No. And she's definitely not the one for Kelly Dodd. And she's most certainly not going to take over Garcelle's spot. And I promise you, Bravo's only going to give that black girl spot to one person. Just so put Kelly yeah. on Roni, though. I don't I get a little guest star to, to test it out. <laughs> but I remember they did that once. And like, I don't think it did well or something. I don't know why they won't revisit it. But it was like Kristen Takeman, Brandy Glanville. I have brief memories of this, like Beverly Hills meets New well, York. Well, think about because of the people you just said. <laughs> oh, well. Especially that, okay? Kristen oh, was yeah. like, I mean, you could not get more vanilla. She was a plain scoop of vanilla ice cream. She needed some flavor yeah, not so even bad. French vanilla. Just regular vanilla. And I hope she's having sex with her husband, because if she's not, he's definitely <laughs> cheating on her. Woo! Thank you. So if you want more of that, all... make sure to come to my show. <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much, Leanne. Please tell people where they can find all these shows and the fabulousness that is you. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show, Moni. It's fabulous. I think you're great. Um, always keeping it real, and we always love to have thank people you. like that in our corner. So, um, my name is Hollywood Leanne. You can find me on Instagram at Hollywood Leanne. L I A N. My podcast is called It's Bravo Bitch. B yeah, it is. T-C-I-T-C-H. Uh, B-T-C-I-H. Um, Betch, you know. Uh, it's Bravo Bitch with Hollywood Lee, and you can find it on all the major uh, uh, podcasting platforms. But if you want to see it live, it's the only podcast you can actually live stream. You can chat with me while it's happening. Um, it's on YouTube, Which on the I love. After Buzz. After Buzz TV reality channel, it's Bravo Bitch Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on Spotify, catch up on Apple Podcasts. I just had a great interview with with Danny Pellegrino, which is fabulous. Tomorrow, I'm covering Southern Charmed and all the crazy antics that's happening with uh, all the new stuff that's coming out. It's going to be juicy. Ooh. So thank you so much for having me, Moni. And come see thank me tomorrow as well. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course I will. Guys, definitely go do that. Check out Hollywood Leon right now and all the fun things, especially the ones that I've been on. Just saying. Um, but beyond that, stay <laughs> safe. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay home, people. And watch Bravo, you know? Bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. And rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs>